What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Your number to participate is 877-37-GRIND. All right, if you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Give us a call. Anything that was discussed on yesterday's show or we're discussing today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient, and we ask you to call during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis as well. And if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. And also, if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, you can do that. Uh, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page and leave comments and i'll read those and respond to those in real time on air or if not run out of time or i miss them i'll go ahead and respond to them later eight seven seven three seven crime what's up mr clark ready rock and roll all right <clears throat> you notice i did that whole intro all different back and forth mix to the remix version you see yeah, that i i did catch yeah, that okay. yeah all right it's changing out sometimes you i know you're swerving on the road there or yeah maybe. doing it intentionally maybe but anyway <laughs> um all right, so it is Friday. Let's end the week strong. We've got a lot of things popping off. You know, we've been pretty much steady here with NBA playoffs. It's been a structured NBA playoff show. Um, but, you know, we've got some other news popping off. You know, we've got the draft right around the corner next week. Uh, we'll probably be touching on something draft-related uh, every day and up until Thursday. Rumors, probably going to be some trades next week. But we've got some suspensions in the NFL coming down again. Uh, in regards to gambling, we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, you know, there's a good chance that this could become the norm. You know, uh, when you think about how many guys are on a football team <clears throat> and how many guys are in the National Football League out of 32, and you have to take in consideration um, how much it is really how sports betting in regards to even mainstream television is pushed across the country. It, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, you know, cause I was eager and, you know, curious to see how they were going to do this. Cause I've been studying this for years, but you know, what I've come to find, it doesn't even really matter. <clears throat> excuse me. If, you know, they run these commercials, even in markets that are not legalized gambling yet. I mean, they flooded it. So it's going to be in your face. And I think this, I hate to say it, but I think this might become norm, but we'll let Jonah share us the details on this latest um, suspension. A couple guys, especially for the Detroit Lions. We'll talk about that. We've got some other NFL news as well. Just remember, just want to put this out there as a disclaimer, because I'm starting to hear some of my peers. I'm starting to hear some of the national media um remember where you heard it first though the whole notion of i tried to come in here about two or three say hey did you ever think maybe the texans really don't have to go quarterback at two and then all of a sudden all of a sudden the sentiment's coming and the rumblings are coming that hey they're not really sold on if they, of course if they don't get young okay then they would basically go ahead and just say, hey, we can't get young. He's the only one we're 100% sold on. 
we're going to go with the best defensive player, which might be Carter, might be the kid, Anders from Alabama. But the bottom line is that cinema is going. But I came in here about three, four weeks ago, and because what I did is I looked at the situation. I said, hey, man, what everybody's missing right here, look at where this guy came from. He came from the 49ers. Speaking of D'Amico Ryans, he has sat back and watched John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan build a team first. Like build a team in the trenches on both sides of the ball first and build a physical defensive team. And then we're going to find out and figure out this quarterback situation. D'Amico could be thinking, because I know, and, and what's crazy to me is because it's been a love affest from Texans fans for D'Amico Ryans since he got hired. It's been a great love affest for this guy. I mean, he's got a six-year deal. Where I'm going to test the love affest to H-Town and the Texans backers is that if he doesn't draft a quarterback at two, I want to see how many Texans fans can stomach it and just trust the process. I'm not telling you they're not, but I saw this coming weeks ago because everybody that's Broomer trade, I've been telling y'all that they've, the, the Kuypers and everybody else, these mock drafts, they've shoved it down y'all's throat, pause, for the last month or two that it was automatically going to be quarterback, quarter. People that were talking to Detroit, the Titans, everybody that was Broomer trading up was all about the quarterback. Bryce Young is clearly right now doesn't mean he's going to have the best NFL career out of these guys. But right now, he is the best quarterback, bar none, right now. And that's why you see him now, I think, at a minus 1,300 at most books to go number one to Carolina. Like, that whole size situation, like, look, man, that's why from the get-go when we started talking about it, I said, look, first of all, you don't even hit the guys anymore. You can't even hit the quarterbacks. And all these offenses look like Saturday anyway, and you're getting the ball out fast. And he's the guy that's perfect in that area, the Bible beltway up there. I know Frank Wright's going to have Bible study like once a week. And he's the perfect guy. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? Now, I'm not trying to mock that. Maybe we need more of that in this country, but you can't say that, though. But anyway, he's going to have one of the, he's going to have, he is the face. He's the perfect face and the perfect guy to lead the franchise. Therefore, my whole point, bringing it back to the Texans, D'Amico Ryans could be sitting there saying, look, man, we've got the 12 pick and we've got picks coming. I want, I, I want to build this defense. I mean, Texans defense was already pretty good under Lovey. They played pretty damn good last year. I think they got one of the best young secondaries in the league that's going to grow into it. They drafted the best corner, I thought, in the draft last year, kid out of LSU. So, to me, and let me tell you something, if that that becomes true, then you got fireworks the rest of the draft. Because then all of a sudden, I know the Colts got a plan, and I know Seattle, but if you're sitting there with Lloyd, damn, we didn't think Stroud was going to get past Texans. Then what do you do? Carter is not falling past like five. He might be the number two overall pick. Because you have to connect the dots where D'Amico Ryans came from. 49ers is built as a team. That's the reason why 49ers is going to be competitive here for a minute. They just got to have a healthy quarterback. They're not going nowhere. Because Seattle's trying to catch him. You know, Rams are going through this reboot or damn near broke down, maybe a rebuild, whatever the case may be. 49 is going to be here for a minute. And D'Amico Ryan just saw it up and close. But I just want to see how many of you Texan fans are going to stomach that because I know y'all going to boo like hell. Because y'all you need a franchise quarterback. But you're going to sit here and see three or four of these guys. And you might have to witness the Texans on the clock.
and with the second overall pick. And it's not a QB. So it's going to be interesting. We're less than a week. Also, fight weekend. You know, I don't really get too excited about too many more fights, man, since Floyd left the game. But you have this fight that's been probably hyped up now for the last, like, over a year or two, it feels like. Uh, but Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Who y'all got, Twitter world? Who do y'all have, Ryan or Tank? What's the odds on this? I haven't even checked the odds. I know you probably know, Jonas, but I haven't even checked the odds. But, yeah, Tank, I would just tell you right now, off experience and just pretty much I don't think Ryan Garcia has been on this stage I'm rolling with Tank on this one, but what do you got? Yeah, Tank minus 265, Ryan Garcia plus 205. Now, that's some good value on Garcia, though, now, plus because that's because usually you got, you know, boxing is really, you dare, you very rarely get close odds on a big mega fight like that. And to me, that's still a good, little bit decent favorite for Davis. But normally, if they thought that Davis was just over going to dominate, you, you see Davis at minus 600, 700. That's that's not bad on Ryan Garcia. I just got to say, I mean, like I said, I've never really watched the kid fight. I've only seen him on social media where mostly everybody was induced to his ass. I've only seen him social media knocking out his buddies in the stomach to see if they can put on the, the, the training vest and withstand a punch. And then let me go and show you a picture of this car. Man, get your ass in the ring. Let's see what's going on. Let's see. Let's you, let you rumble with Tank. Let's see if you can handle that. He might be able to. But if he goes out there and gets embarrassed, man, I'm telling you, this is a more – I agree with you. Know, I mean, you you cover boxing. You know the ins and outs. I understand who's ever waiting for this fight and who was supposed to be in Tank's child. If, they, if Tank loses this, I'm pretty sure it's a rematch. If he loses it, is he probably going to – Ryan's probably – I don't think Ryan can outbox him. I think it would be one of them landing punch just night-night. And then you get a rematch. But if you and, and that's tank still going to be there. I just feel if Ryan says he doesn't have any previous battles on a big stage, if he loses this, like his stock, in my opinion, it just starts to go down. I mean, he doesn't he's not done. I mean, he's young. He's not he's marketable. He's not going to be over. But I'm just saying the momentum is really going to be stunting because you can't. I mean, because this is the biggest test for his career. And pretty I guarantee you there's a lot of people that's going to be seeing him fight really for the first time. So, who do y'all got? Anyway, what do you got, Jonas? Just when you look at uh, you know, fight outcome odds, right? Mm -hmm. There's multiple ways to finish a fight. In many ways, just get a cat. Javante uh, Davis, uh, minus 140 to win by TKO KO or disqualification. Garcia, uh, plus 300 on the other side of that. Um, plus 500 for a decision. Plus 1,600 for a draw. I don't see that happening. And just uh, 7.5 is the over-under. Uh, 7.5 rounds. The over under seven and a half. Hmm. I think that's I, I, if I, if I was a bed man, which I'm not. I'm damn sure don't handicap boxing, but um, I would take the over on that. I think the over. I mean, I mean, but these are two. But these are two fighters. I know for sure Tank. But what I've heard of Ryan Garcia, these are two guys that if they land the right punch on either one of them, this thing could be over soon. I mean, because I'm pretty sure. I mean, both of them been predicted to break each other's jaw. I mean, there's been a lot of, but I'm just saying that, and I do think that this is going to be, and boxing kind of need, I think this one is going to be a little bit personal. Like, you can tell when fighters got respect for each other. I'm not saying they don't have a respect for each other, but you can tell that's a little bit personal. So, you know what? Yeah, I think that it'll go more than seven rounds, eight to later rounds, but it is two with these particular fights, especially Tank. I mean, Tank's, he's got a hard, he's got a hard punch. And everybody tells me Ryan Garcia's, 
packs a punch. So maybe if one of these guys slip up, it might be all the underwagers might hit. But we'll see. 877-37-GRIME. All right, so we'll circle all around to that, but we've got to start with the NBA again as we had action last night in the National Basketball Association, which saw first the 76ers go ahead and take a 3-0 lead against the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. And really, the talk of this game, really, and give credit to Brooklyn. I mean, they came out competitive. Uh, you know, I really think they let that first quarter uh, get away from them. They didn't finish that quarter uh, quite good enough. They kind of started right. But I think that's kind of when it got away from them. But they hung in there. But really, the, the story of this is Embiid. And James Harden. I mean, we can just cut to the chase. I mean, you know, like I tweeted last, I'm like, well, what they showed up in Brooklyn with a plan. Going, they were junk hunting. But in B, look, the reason why I want to start here is because the show that we had after the Draymond Green and after the, the suspension came down and the statement was released. And I came in here and said the problem I had is with the statement the NBA put out there for everybody. And this, what happened last night is exactly the reason why I had a problem with the way they stated that. Because even though we know that, yes, guy's reputation, credit report, everything goes in a factor. But you want to have the law is the law and we go by the rules in the National Basketball Association and the letter of the law, letter of the law. And the bottom line is, is if you let everybody know, in my opinion, that this is all oh, well because Drayvon's grad, you know, past sportsman like. No. Then what happens if what happens last night would indeed. OK, I thought real time. Real time, way before halftime analysts listen to Kenny, all that in real time, I thought for sure I was like, he's gone. That has to be because I'm thinking about what happened with Draymond Green, the statement that the NBA released. I'm thinking he is gone. He's got to be ejected. Flagrant too. Nope. And and even though he didn't land, everybody knew what his intentions were. And to me, I just think, honestly, a lot of, yes, there's that disrespect if you stare, if you walk over. To be honest with you, yes, he walked over and B, but it's not like he really sat there and squatted over him. And B's reaction was more because I think B was embarrassed. He know he got got, period. You know, and B's gotten more mature over the years, but keep in mind who he is at the core. And B is a guy that used to be troll master king. Before he matured, he was always trolling people on, you know, basically social media, always talking about his peers, certain peers. So at the end of the day that now he's matured. I mean, he's an MVP candidate. I think he should win the MVP. He's 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 matured. But the reality of it is that's still who he is in his stomach. And it got done to him last night and he didn't like it. And that's really what it's about. I mean, come on. You're in control pretty much of the series and the game, bro. Like, I, I get it. Like, he got you. It, it came out of nowhere. It's kind of unexpected. The crowd, you're in Brooklyn. Okay? It's ooh and I. You know, ooh, ah. You know, you, you got embarrassed. So that was your reaction. And then he was I know he ain't going to drop apple sack on me. Well, you know, he was trying to cross over you. Because I've seen guys that just go over the disrespect and they just stand there. Like, yeah, somebody's going to fight. We got to fight. I mean, he walked over him, but it was the way to go. But that was automatically where he was trying to kick. So to James Harden, the James Harden situation, when I saw that in real time, I thought that was actually worse. 
than even the Draymond Green. And to me, when I saw it and I saw the first replay, it looked like to me that that was intentional, that James Harden knew what he was doing. Now, you know, the whole TNT crew, everybody that I've heard is kind of saying, well, that's a basketball move. You know, guards kind of put your arm out there to clear space. I looked at the evidence. I looked at a situation for the most part. James Harden has not really been playing that great this series so far. I mean, luckily that Brooklyn, they're just more talented. Brooklyn is undermanned. I mean, Philly just has more talent. So it's not going to show up yet with James. But James is not. He had a hell of a season, but he's not off to a great start once again in the playoffs. And to me, that looked like a guy that had been in his ass for a while here and there, and he just got frustrated. And he basically went at all. Oh, you know, I'm going to hit you like that. And evidently, maybe James got a reputation of doing that, and that's why the ref's looking for it. But to me, somebody's got to sit game three. One of those, and I'll get more to that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spending one and twos in this R&B Friday. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. There's nothing like the arrival of spring and the accompanying smell of fresh cut prices in the air at Specs. Nobody does wine like Specs. With a Texas-sized selection of world-class wines and lower prices, you'll find the perfect zing for spring at Specs. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so 
Frank Valdez is checking in with us early on Facebook Live. I guess he's answering my question of who he has this weekend in the fight. He's checking in and saying tank. I'm with you there too, Frank. Uh, but back to the situation at hand um, with what we're talking about, the Brooklyn and 76ers. As I was going through the, to the break, and I guess as we're going to break, NBA's already released a statement, but in my opinion, I felt somebody out of one of those two had to sit, and you're telling me the NBA, according to Woj, they've just released a statement. Yeah, just as you were in the middle of that take last segment, uh, mm. Woj had tweeted out, the NBA is taking no further action on Sixers fouls in Game 3, a league source says. Uh, James uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden will be available for Game 4 versus the Nets. Somebody in the office is listening, like, yo, man, get this email. They playing. Hell what he says. Look, man, this is this is this is a bad look. Double standard. Just feed into the just feed into the stigma and just feed into the fanatics, which are fans, in regards to their conspiracy theories of what who wants them. They don't like them. They really don't like that. I mean, for Draymond Green When you say them, you mean the Warriors. This I is mean, double just, standard I, against I mean the, the double standard in guards to Draymond Green and just anybody that has a reputation since they put out that statement on the Draymond Green suspension. Because there's no way you can look at what took place in game two of the Golden State Warriors in Sacramento and know that Sabonis, know that Sabonis pretty much went ahead and grabbed out Dre's ankle. And the reaction was, yes, did Dre have to sit down and, like, push up like he's stepping on a box to get over a fence? Uh, no. But there was a reaction, cause and effect. And not to even have a fine to Sabonis or anything like that. And to go look at both of those plays, for sure the B play, and to mean to tell me that that ain't on the same level or just as worse as what Draymond Green did. So it shouldn't really be about a reputation, you know? I mean, I've got pretty much a clean cr uh, criminal record. But if I go out and shoot somebody today just because the hell of them, I flip out, they're going to charge me for capital murder. They're going to say, well, you know, because Calvin has a good reputation and he does talk radio for a little, we'll let him slide. No, they're going to throw my ass under the jail. So the point of it is, man, you got to have stuff black. This can't be because if you want to play that card, what about the other times Draymond Green wasn't getting technicals? What about all the other playoff games that he wasn't getting ejected or trying to kick people in the groin or whatever else they want to say he got tape on? So this is just a bad. I just felt one of them, and you were probably – I would think it would be borderline unfair maybe to, to suspend Harden because technically, even though Jonas and I feel like that's in, that was done with intention, there's a lot of people don't, and you can't – there is a gray area with that. There's really no gray area with Joel Embiid. He, that was his intention. Harden connected with his hand. Joe was trying to connect with his size 19 or whatever the hell Embiid wears. And that would have been damaging. If you're, I mean, if you're watching that and you were a man, you could basically go ahead and just imagine if he would have connected. If you were a natural born man, you could relate. Okay, I want to clarify that. You could relate. Okay. Yeah, he had full momentum coming up from the floor, yeah. straight leg. Yeah. Uh, come on, man. I mean, and to sit there and what what gets me is it's so quickly like the decisions has come down so quickly. I mean, we didn't get the Draymond Green news until like about six o'clock, six thirty central standard time, almost a little bit after seven. So to come out and they don't even play again until 
what tomorrow or Sunday. I mean, why not use more rest of the business day to really consult and really think about this? They dropped the ball on this. Draymond, I mean, excuse me, Joel Embiid's tech should have that should have been upgraded to a flagrant two, and he should be sitting the next game. And they would have got, and you know what? And you had a chance to do it where you could save face, and it wasn't really going to affect Philly. They're up 3 0. I told you before this series started, this was going to be a sweep or a gentleman sweep at worst. If Brooklyn was going to win a game, it would have been yesterday. So they could have just, what, give Embiid an extra day of rest. At least you save the 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 conspiracy. At least you save this, whatever. Because I'll tell you this right now. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they've got their hands cut out, um, you know, transitioning to the, the next game that was on the docket yesterday. Speaking of the Golden State Warriors defending champs, who did defend and get back in the series uh, to, you know, draw within 2-1. They're still down. Uh, but they were victorious. And you know what? They did it on defense. And, the, you know, that's why they always say series are about adjustments. But the way they played Sabonis and do the fact that there was intention made to collapse in the middle and really not to give layups and really concentrate on the boards, Golden State had a good defensive plan and they played better efforts of defense. Now, we already knew what they've been pretty much all season. They've been a better team at home, way better than they've been on the road. So, but the way they went about doing it, the defense, and then again, this was without their defensive leader in Draymond Green. Uh, but they got back in the series. And now it's a situation where, you know, it's really going to be interesting to see how Sacramento bounces back for game four. But if you catch that game and you catch the effort and the intensity, because they knew if they went down 3-0, that was ball game. That was a wrap. But if you listen to Steph Curry's post game with the TNT crew. And this is one thing Steph has adopted over the last few weeks, over the last few years, excuse me. He's become more, a little bit more bold. And like, he he's not tiptoeing around thinking like, well, technically this is still a bronze league or, you know, this he's grown into a real man, an OG. And the bottom line is he's not biting his tongue and he's listening to things. The difference between him and Kevin Durant, Kevin can't wait to get to a burner. And go and go tip for tat. You know. Steph going to pick his pick his spots. And it was interesting to me in the post game interview when they were talking about the Draymond Green and this and they were saying, hey, you know, and, and, I, and I look, I've followed Steph since he's come out of Davidson, man. When he has that look of like when he answers a question, and he's really not smiling. And, you know, he basically just said, yeah, you know, a lot of talk was, you know, Draymond Green's got a history. He said, we got a history, too. You know what I'm saying? I told y'all, man, after that, it, like, we were going to find out if what was the case. Were they really pissed off at Draymond putting himself in this situation? And they're already short man or basically less talented, let's just say, borderline, or not as deep as the Sacramento Kings? Or were they going to say, you know what, here they go again. They took one ring away from us in Cleveland when we would have beat Cleveland if Dre doesn't get suspended, and then now they're trying to do it the same thing, and what do they do? At least for game one, that's only one game, you know. That's only one game. But at least for that game, they showed an edge to them, and Steph let you know how he answered that question or how they how they feel about it. Because I do think it's mixed feelings. I do think part of it's like, damn, man, y'all. But part of it's like, damn, Draymond, really? Here you go again. Like, can't we just have one playoff? Like, you know. Like a girl and boys, can we just go one night when somebody don't get shot? So, hey man, 
they're back in it. And, it, and it's going to be interesting to see how this young group under Mike Brown respond in game two. And let me tell you something, the adjustments on, you know who you didn't hear from last night? Monk. Dude, it was in the fourth quarter. Monk had two points at that time. Yeah, finished uh, four points in 25 yeah. minutes. Come on, adjustments. That's why Steve Kerr is the best in the game, hands down. Now, there's a reason why Steve is in the best in the game because he's played under Pop and he's played under Phil Jackson. And he played under Olsen back in the day in the desert in Arizona. So he's been blessed to be around some good coaching. And evidently he's had a passion to coach because he's absorbed a lot from all those guys and put it all in one big pot. But I just feel, look, I still think that, you know, Golden State, they're going to have to win one in Sacramento. And that's just the million-dollar question. Uh, you know, I think number – and I'll go back to this. If they lose this series, game one, they're going to kick themselves in the ass because game one was the one they should have won. They, they, they controlled that game all the way till probably about the seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter. And then it just – you know, they couldn't sustain the run. And why? Because of turnovers. But we knew they were going to be a different team night and day. Now, the question is, though – Draymond will be back before game at game four. Does Steve Kerr stick with that lineup that he did yesterday and bring Draymond off the bench? And starting pool in his place? And, and not so more the so proper part you trying to read into. This is just straight up for like the X's and O's and really what it what it looks like. You know, because Draymond could help. Now, I doubt it. I doubt it very seriously, but that is something to watch out for because that lineup yesterday, I mean, in regards to the defense and kind of giving them some spark. And Looney, I thought Looney felt comfortable, man. I mean, Looney is just the guy. It is what it is. You know, he's going to miss a lot of sometimes chippies right under the basket. Uh, but he's if he's on like he did like, he's going to rebound a lot. Damn near get you, can get you 20 rebounds. Uh, defensively, he can make it difficult and alter some shots. But, you know, and the thing I think also with Sacramento that really did them in, I mean, hell, at one time they were like, what, three or five for 27 for three-point range? They missed, a, they missed over 25 three-pointers last night. And that's one thing I will say. Look, everything they've done from who they've hired as coaches, I think they've got some people in the front office, they're trying to be the Golden State Warriors. But there's one thing you're not going to do, Okay. You're not going to be Golden State at the game that they invented. And I think that's what Sacramento got caught up. If Sacramento doesn't go back to find a way to make the just where Monk is just beating these guys off the dribble because Steph, nobody else, Clay doesn't have it no more to stay in front of them. They don't stick to that, and they really going to think Harrison Barnes, all these guys are going to sit back, and they're going to jack up threes, and they're going to beat the Golden State Warriors at the game they invented. Good luck. They won't win another game in this series. And I think Mike Brown's a good enough coach to realize, but I think they got caught up yesterday. And maybe that's, hey, we're up 2-0. And you never want to treat it like you got a game to play with in the playoffs. But I think it was like, hey, we're up 2-0, this and that. And they were just, they were trying to go down like, hey, we're going to shoot you. We're going to go to Wild Wild West and we're going to shoot you. We got our clips. We brought them with you. Like, come on. All right. We still got our amendment. We can bring them. We can bring the guns. We can bring and let it know you don't. Not at the bay. So, look, we'll see. We'll see. But that talk, and I always told you, I read lips. After after Curry hit that, when he just went up and got the and one, like put him on skates, came up and had the teardrop, come out, get the crowd. I read his lips. He said they don't want it. 
I was like, man, this guy used to walk on eggshells. Steph wouldn't say nothing to nobody. He'd just run around, keep running, chew on his mouthpiece. Steph would, like, and, it, and rightfully so, he's earned it. I mean, he's he's he let it gradually come to him to let people give him his flowers and pass the three-point shooting record and all this. Because make no mistake about it, LeBron, D-Wade, Carmelo Anthony, the Banana Boat crew. Let me just call them the banana broker. They didn't all hate it on Steph. They didn't all hate it on the light-skinned brother, man. It's just sometimes we do it in our culture. LeBron, all that. Like I said, I don't know if it's because Steph came from a good family. I don't know. But those, the banana uh, the banana boat crew, they ain't never really accepted Steph. They just now basically, LeBron and them are just now giving him his credit because it's like they had to earn it. They just thought like, oh, this guy just run around, break, you know, jump threes. Nah, man. And if he wins one with this squad, if he wins one with this squad, then you know what, man? We might start having to have some conversations. Yeah, man. This is hardly a different squad than last year's squad. Jonas, go look at the numbers, bro. They, they like first of all, I get it, but the personnel is the same. Let me ask you something. Largely, did they have a problem on the road last year? No. This is for them to win with this squad. Okay, for for him to go get if you look in, and first of all, and we don't have to lose the show in regards to this. I'll just tell you on this. Look at the West in general now compared to last year. I mean, the teams are better. I mean, you've got a Sacramento team that's emerged. That's a tough hell of an out for three six for them. And then on top of that, you have the Denver Nuggets that has the two time maybe could be three time MVP. This is not. And not only that, you add another year on top of that crew and you're dealing with another suspension look i don't know if they're good enough to win it all this year i know i've said it all year i don't know if there's a switch i don't bet against them but the reality is no man that's impressive because i'll tell you this this would be the least talent that will whether you want to say a down year whether you want to say least this would be i will tell you this this would be the least this would be one of the worst teams he's won it with out of the four titles this squad right here is not as good as last year's and ain't good as the one that they went to the, the wars with Cleveland. This would be his least talented squad that he'd win it with. Just just real, just facts. 877-37-GRIND. So keeping it moving. So you got down two to one Golden State defending champs. And then you got a commanding 3-0 lead in Brooklyn. And I'll tell you, this is going to be the talk. I'm pretty sure shoot around. Draymond's going to be asked about this. Draymond's going to be light in the pocket here pretty soon. Because I'm pretty sure Draymond's about to blast one off. I mean, you can't suspend him in regards to that. You're going to hit the pause. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's about to go off on one. And he's going to cost him some money. It's going to cost him some money. You know what I'm saying? It is. But I, I would have to say it too, man. And I ain't saying it on my podcast. I want the mics. I want the cameras around. I want NBA TV around. I want four-letter network. I want Fox Sports 1. I don't want it on my podcast. I want you looking at the camera and say, I told y'all this is a double standard. I told you. It'll get hit over. But might as well do it this year, Draymond, because Silver, he's, he's, he's handing out light ones. He's handing out slap on the wrist. Okay? Because really what it comes down to, and then – it proves Jonah's point on his take, the possibility. Also, what last night proves, or this statement proves what they just released, it also proves they were they pretty much suspended him for the activity, for the crotch grab. For I'm going to basically act like I'm in the ring in the WWE, and I'm going to go ahead and say, oh, can I hear you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, you jabronis? Is that what they say, Rob? 
Dante. Anyway, yeah, man, that's what they suspended him for his acting. I mean, and Silver was in the crowd. Because you can't tell me it's because of that step on the chest. Because then B's ass should be out for game three, man. Period. 877-37-GRIND. So tonight, who we got on the night on the dock? What you got? You want to add something to that? Well, just really quick. Uh, there was one other game last night. Uh, we had the Suns and the Clippers. Yeah, you know. And I, I just non-story for the fact that Kawhi wasn't there. That's, to me, it really wasn't. I mean, I will say this. I don't want to take away and not give him his flowers, but Devin Booker has been on, on fire the last two games. Um, he dropped over 40 last night. I mean, this is the reason why I said that it was going to be embarrassing uh, for KD, Booker, and Aiden if they lost this to um, the Clippers without Paul George and then you go into last night and I've got mixed emotions about that because you know Booker came to play but again you know no Kawhi Leonard no Paul George and, and look and what Tyron lose proven Tyron lose a hell of a coach he's a hell of a coach man um and and really to me that's a game that Phoenix is supposed to put away they couldn't put him away despite Booker having like 43 45 points whatever he had so to me yeah there's nothing really much to see there I mean really to me I think now You'd wonder when is the next game? Will they play on Sunday or Saturday? I think it's Saturday. Tomorrow, right? It's going to be tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. You, I would like to think. I don't know what the status is with Kawhi, but I would like to think there's a possibility maybe you see both of them come back tomorrow. I mean, I already gave you my prediction that I thought once they got down 2-1, which they are right now, I thought that that's maybe when you'll have a chance to see Paul George. Uh, but definitely that's a game I think the Suns have to find a way to put you know, that son should have won that by double digits and more. But they let him hang around and they couldn't put him away. Now, that's credit to Tyron Lue and just the pretty much culture of defense and detention to detail and knowing how to scheme and game plan from game to game in a series. That's all what Tyron Lue's about. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.